This program is brought to you by Haymarket Books as part of our live event series. Haymarket Books is a radical, independent publisher dedicated to connecting social movements with the ideas they need in the struggle for a better world. You can help support the Haymarket Project by buying books at haymarketbooks.org and especially by joining the Haymarket Book Club. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and the Haymarket YouTube channel to access all of our upcoming events. Hello, my name is Mahogany L. Brown. I am so excited to be here um, with this beautiful collaboration between Haymarket Books and Bowery Poetry Club as we celebrate the book release of Krista Franklin. If you are watching, you are so lucky, you are so blessed. This is gonna be your Sunday sermon. This is gonna be your everyday sermon. But for now, it's Sunday, so it's going to be your Sunday sermon. Okay, good. So you're going to hear from uh, Avery R. Young. Go ahead, snap. Act like you're here. Feel it. Did, did you get a chill? That was Avery. You're going to hear from Erica Foreman. Oh, I felt like teacher oil just touched my scalp. The tingles. All the, all the eucalyptus in the air, I feel, I feel revived. And then, of course, we're going to close with the one and the only Krista Franklin. Snap again, snap again, snap again. And this is where you go ahead and start pre-ordering your books. You invite your friends to watch this with you because this is going to be monumental. Um, I would like to start with some poems. I had one poem ready and then I got told off. So now I got a couple. I got a couple of poems I'm going to share. <laughs> um, the first one I want to share is something I've been working on for a little bit. It is a part of this collection I'm writing called Wash the Dead as a collaboration with visual artist Russell Craig. And it is a cento using the work of Polly Polly Murray. I am weary, O oh God. I am a prophet without eyes to see. The man laughed a golden laughter, shouted and sand danced up and down as do all free things, finding themselves free. Pity the poor who hate, brown girl chanting, rust-colored peasant, bronze girl wielding ship hulls, queen of ghetto, children of courage, the nameless millions, native and migrant. Take a black's manhood, give a white god. He twists, he spin, he claws at the sun. Brown men think and feel, are hurt and broken, hail as you must a tractor and turbines world. Let men turn face outward to the sky. I am the spine of the earth in the curved stem of an apple. Sometimes the birds and flowers fill my path with song and bloom. Defiant tree, the dream of slaves and beggars and songs of dead ports haunted me all day. Call it neither love nor spring madness, be without a name. I am at peace. I am at peace. I am peace. Earth has her need of rain. An eye of tears. Words tiptoeing from mouth to ear. I have listened. And thousands move together. A new dream. And a new world. For dreaming. Um, which is wild that I wrote this before this pandemic hit and put us, <clears throat> some of us, into the, uh, the shelter of our homes. So 
uh, thank you again for sharing your time, sharing your space. And I'm going to read um, something that's actually coming out with Haymarket. It's called I Remember Death by Its Proximity to What I Love the Most. Shout out to editor Maya Marshall. Shout out to Kevin Colwell, who's arguing with me over this title. They said it's too long. I said, well, good. You lose your breath saying it, it means something. It's worth it. So I'm going to read a couple of pages because it is a long form poem. It is a book length poem. So I'll just read a little bit. And uh, it's discussing uh, mass incarceration, specifically the impact on women and children as a child of someone who's been in prison for the majority of my life. Um, I thought it was time to try and scribe down some of these memories along with this research that I've been doing. So hope you enjoy. If my mother were ever convicted for her addiction, like my father, I wonder who I would be robbing now. The data from the Fragile Families study says my kind of survival displays more behavior problems and early juvenile delinquencies. I say, you right. I rode into the night with a pistol in my gray hoodie, spitting image of my father. His nickname akin to Boom. His red skin, the only thing I remember him towering over me. Black hair, red bloodshot eyes, already running, already gone. This was the closest this time I ever came to becoming a woman with the number for a name. It's easier than you think to lose yourself in search of country. Politicians with expensive silk ties, cut taxes, pad pockets, sterilized would-be mothers, charge their district with the bill. Cue the reality TV series, suggest art programs to settle the inmates and wonder why humans climb the walls, trying to escape their own skin after the teaching artist is asked to stop bringing in poems that encourage collective behavior. Marathon runs of Wentworth miss the room like smoke clouds. And I know TV is only TV to someone that had never been forced to look outside their own heartbreak before. What's a cliff dive to a black man hustled by his own country? He earns 92 cents an hour and my tuition still ain't free. The woman behind the financial aid counter asks me what my father makes. I say furniture for the dorms here. I say grandfatherless children. I say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who he is. And no one prays for their babies. I enter the gates of a boy's prison, menacing the border of Bristol, England. The smell that refuses to leave my jean jacket three days later must resemble the air of Pelican Bay. I toss the jacket in the trash, privileged with the ability to push away the dilemma of a nation-induced disorder. This must be the scent of apathy. This is the closest I'll ever come to visiting my father. I remember death by its proximity to what I love the most. Yesterday, Nipsey Hussle was mowed down in front of his clothing store on Slauson and Crenshaw. The world raged a forest of dying. This is how we grieve. Candles and teddy bears and flowers and posters. Tears and prayer hands and wailing and wailing, fighting and swinging and singing and singing for the flawed men that find redemption, for the men that remind us of home. Just minutes away in Inglewood, California, my uncle pulls his blue plastic folding chair under the nearest shaded tree in the communal yard. My uncle's youngest brother has been dead for years. He sits outside anyway. Does he still smell the seized candy factory two blocks away? How sweet and satisfying it tasted after we pulled our change together for lollipops. Does he still wait for my uncle to visit 
Is that what he's risking under the sun? I remember death. When my favorite cousin Andrew is murdered, a shotgun blast to the dome. I am in Sacramento preparing for my little league softball finals. I play my positions, catcher or third base. I want to be a pitcher. I want to deliver the strikeouts. But the daughter of the coach is much more consistent than I am. So I play my positions. I guard where I'm told. I never tag anyone out. We don't win the season. I decide I love the game even if I never win. I decide I love the game even if it never loves me back. I remember. When I return home, my mother is nowhere to be seen, but her smell is everywhere. I don't burden her with the bad news her child didn't win, but when I hear a gasp somewhere behind her closed door, I figure she knows what I know. I don't think twice of the phone's plastic echo as it returns to its cradle in haste. Andrew, a teenager with a brilliant smile. Andrew, just out of jail. Andrew, my favorite, favorite cousin. Andrew, could erupt a room into confetti of joy. Andrew, a gunshot wound to the head. Andrew, bloody and dying in front of our cousin who screamed and cried and cradled his face in one hand, her other hand holding close her newborn son. <clears throat> When I hear her name at our family barbecue years later, after she's testified against the killers and lost her spirit to dance with friends, I make her a new world. I decide she must look like she's never held a dead boy before. Her mushroom hairstyle is asymmetric and perfect. Her eyes shine and maybe she still smiles and drinks her sweet Pepsi. <clears throat> Thank you for letting me share that um, and for staying with me uh, while I'm dealing with this good old fashioned um, throat. <clears throat> I want to cough and then I don't. I want y'all scared. You know what I mean? So instead, I'll just drink this hot water. All right. I'm going to close with this poem. Um, I just wrote it. Uh, then I, I guess a couple of weeks. Um, I don't have a title. And if you have an idea of a title, go ahead and DM it to me. The first to go are your breasts. Hanging like sandbags, sad and remembering who they used to be. The way a wind chime whistle can sound like a refrain. Stay home, daughter. No one wants to talk about a woman's body during a disaster. Like she's the disaster. Walking and moving slow towards the sun. They rather talk about the things they can't want to change until it's voting season or tax season or killing season. Extra, extra. Another black girl is forgotten till dust and the poets only remember her boyfriend's name or her brother's shoe size. They only remember the black girl body and her proximity to a black boy worthy of his family's name. The pastor reads from Genesis and we nod, pay tithes, pass the plate and erase her initials from the scoreboard. Even the black feminist forgets she was ever a girl child. She closes her eyes and calls her son Prophet, tells Prophet to never trust these hoes, then twists his dreads with homemade beeswax. Her fingers cracked like stomped earth, her scalp tingling with bad news, and the news say a disaster is coming. Call it Irma, Katrina, Rona, and just like a bitch, with a pension for baby's breath and blood milk. But the block's still hot in Brooklyn, and the nannies still push strollers full of babies they ain't birthed, because the governor warns, stay home, but the landlord echoes rent due. 
just like a bitch to wreak havoc on a plantation and charge the sharecropper to remove the sewage, stay safe, stay home, or fall smoke lunged lung as the next internet sensation relies on old hip-hop t-shirts and yoga pants while Lizzo teaches her how to be human. Yo, even the trees look at black bodies like welcome back. And the baby in the stroller ain't hurt a lullaby like that since they dream Similac and brown organic raw sugar gold for double the price at Whole Foods. Get in line. Six feet, fam. Don't sleep, fam. Paychecks from the government. Courtesy of the taxes you paid three times the amount since the last two runs around this weak-ass moon. We realize Gil Scott Heron was right. The Heron was right. I'd rather fall smack slapped against the wall than the light of a cop's badge glint in my eye, flint in my sky. Everybody want my sensor report, but don't nobody want to give us health care. The water, the water got blood in it. The trees got a memory. My city ain't on fire, but the fog is heavy. Each building swaddled in gray shit that make us sick. Cover your mouth, cover your nose, stay inside, stay home or be run over. And up on by the white woman who walks her dog so close you can hear what she's thinking. Six feet who? The neighbors don't see me, but the broken man on the corner do my breasts old with age. They sag like my spirit. He Timberland boot and black mask bark. He play brave, stomp his feet and take up more space than the sidewalk. Got concrete. He howl at the sky like it ain't 12 p.m. Like we ain't in a crisis. His eyes dart from my chest to my cheeks and I'm an old broad now. And I got plenty of anger to lend. The days have bled from two weeks till forever. And I got blood on my mind. I dare him one time. Kiss my teeth loud. Then dare him with the clearing of my throat. <clears throat> it sounds like a funeral. It distracts him from the sound of my key rings turning into knuckle rings. But he knows the difference between frail and pharaoh. He replaces his mask, corks his speech like a good wino, and lets me past an unhinged door on tilt. Oh, can you hear the wind sing? So close to death, so close to life. Little water, little daughter, come home. Thank you for letting me read. <clears throat> and now we're going to bring up, oh, I got some hand waves. Amen. Thank you, friends. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to bring up our next guest. This is one of the most prolific voices um, of our time and of the past time. He is, of course, otherworldly with his lyric, with the way he holds space, with the way he encourages young people to um, validate their own voices in their communities, the forgotten ones, um, and how he constantly makes more space after giving them permission to make their space. He constantly makes more space for us to create art in different ways. So um, with Avery R. Young, there is no margin, right? He is an interdisciplinary artist and educator from the West Side of Chicago. Young's work chronicles Black life, history, imagination, and culture through language, visuals, sound, and performance. Are you ready? I know you are because I am. Make some noise at your house, stomp your feet if it don't bother your neighbors, and give it up for Avery R. Young. Hey! <laughs> you know what? My heart be brown. I, I, I ain't be messing with you. I ain't be messing with you today. I threw my shoe at you about four, five times. Look, um, we here to celebrate this one with this thing right here. This thing right here. I got mine. <laughs> Gotta get you on. Gotta get you on. That's that's yarn with an end, a strong end, <laughs> a strong end. Get you on. Get you on. Yes. Um. Um. 
let's see. I, I tried to make sure that I had on my 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 past the gray. <laughs> Cause I hear we supposed to have touch. <laughs> Let's go. Um, take me to the water. Take me to the water. Take me to. The water, my Lord, to be baptized. You natural born liar, hell got a fire waiting on your return. You itty bitty mister, smacking that sister. Lord, gonna make you learn. You big city slicker, drinking red dirt liquor. Your liver ain't your concern. Nothing good gonna come to you and your son. You feel that fire burn. You got that goddamn Mississippi voodoo on you. Ghost got you running away from the truth. You got a new name and legend, but you done lost your cool. Campaign and false pride only make you a fool, oh Lord. Help me, Holy Ghost, when I'm preaching your word. Oh, you stacking that favor, selling crap to your neighbors. Oh, you got that goddamn Mississippi voodoo on you. God damn, Mississippi voodoo on you. God damn, Mississippi voodoo on you. God damn, Mississippi voodoo on you. Take me to the water. Sister, you've been on my mind, oh, Krista, we're together, so, I'm keeping my eye on you. You see, I don't know nothing but stringing the blue. Crystal, I got news for you. I'm, I'm something less, and I hope you think you're something too. Look at Erica. I've been scuffling down that lonely road, and I've seen a lot of some go bring down, but nothing, oh, oh nothing's gonna 
gonna turn me around. Mahogany. So let me tell you something, Krista. Remember your name, no twister. Gonna steal yourself away, my sister. We sure ain't got a whole lot of time. So shake it off, shame, sister. Cause honey, your sugar is so feeling high. high. <laughs> oh, stop the foolishness. That's from old Krista and Erica. That's, <laughs> that's how they go. Okay, here we go. Um, a new poem. Recently, in the midst of my ailment, Krista brought me fruit, alkaline water, and smell good oil. I don't know this, but Mother Mary would do the same thing when I was little in the hospital. And once I would wash the fruit, Mother Mary would pick my hair. But her didn't want me to be a naughty-headed black boy amongst all them folk with letters behind their names. After an hour's time, her would say I had to go home to make sure my sisters weren't burning down her house. And every time before her left, she would put her hand on my forehead to check if my body was boiling a fever. Not only did her hands wash fruit, or pick my hair out of Nappyville. Her hands were thermometers too. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. From the book. <laughs> From the book of Neckbone. Remember them and them gods, or oh, excuse me, remember them and them got a god of gluttony. Thou shalt not be black and reach for your wallet in the presence of them and them god. Thou shalt not be black and reach for your cell phone in the presence of them and them god. Thou shalt not be black or a black child holding a toy gun in the presence of them and them God. Thou shalt not be a black child and holding anything or nothing in front of them and them God. Thou shalt not be black and 19 with mental illness in the presence of them and them God. Thou shalt not be black and walk away from them and them God. Thou shalt not be black and walk towards them and them God. Thou shalt not be black. Thou shalt not be black. Thou shalt not be black. Thou shalt not be black with thine own neck to break inside of them and them God's van. Thou shalt not be black and pulled over that them and them God for switching lanes without signaling. Thou shalt not be black. 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 Thou shalt not be laid down face down with them and of God's knee in thine back. And Abba have mercy on you if them and of God think him done 
It's just a taser. Oh, um, when we were littlings, <laughs> my sister's, uh, um, Thursday was Duke Mama's birthday. Uh, she'd been 97 years of age. And um, this is some foolishness. I never really understood the the pageantry that going downtown was for us <laughs> as little, other than to understand the context that when she grew up um, in Lexington, Mississippi, going downtown was a whole other situation for her. Um, so this is, um, if we must go downtown, let us not look like who, what, when, where, and why. Let us go downtown. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Super bad. Like our Lord and Savior rolling through Jerusalem. And let them pause and praise the shine of our skin, the sharp of our teeth. All right, I'm gonna get up out of here. I'm gonna say, um, one day soon this will all be over. This will all be over. One day soon, one day soon this will all be over. And I'm going to see my friend one day soon. I'm going to see my friend. I'm going to see my friends one day soon. One day soon. I'm going to see my friends. I'm gonna touch their face. One day soon, I'm gonna touch their face. I'm gonna touch their face. Oh, one day soon. One day soon, I'm gonna touch their face. I'm gonna hold on tight. Lord knows I'm gonna hold on tight. I'm gonna hold on tight. That my Lord knows. Lord knows I'm a hold on tight. I'm a hold on tight. One day soon. Uh, 
Oh, one day soon I won't see my friend's face. Oh, see my friend's face. Oh, oh one day soon I See my friend's face, see my friend's face one day soon. Oh, one day soon. Oh, one day soon. One day soon, oh, yes, I am. One day soon. That's it. It's you, Mo. I had to gather my bearings. I was I got to go get my church fan. I got listen. If you feel like I feel, you going to buy two of them books for Christopher Franklin right now, okay? Two. One for you, one for your mama, one for you, one for your pastor, one for you, one for your future child, one for you, one for your future self. One for the bathroom, one for the kitchen. Listen. <laughs> All right, our next reader. Um, also, uh, a magician when it comes to this word thing, not only does she know how to study the language and the form, but she knows how to break it apart and give it to our people so that they can learn it bit by bit. She not only creates new traditions, but she allows others to do so as well. There's such a thing as gatekeeping, and she's one of the most brilliant abolishers of that, right? There is no gates when Erica Foreman is around. She's making sure this language is available for all of us, not only to survive, but to thrive. So I'm very excited to welcome my Kaveh Kanam sister, Erica Foreman, an American poet, essayist, and digital curator from Detroit. Author of the chapbook Dream with the Glass Chamber and Salt Body Shimmer, which just was released. Um, please, please, please also buy that book. So you got three books to buy, two of Krista's, one hers. Amen. She has received support from Kaveh Kanam, Kalalu, and the Malay Colony for the Arts. Her writings have appeared in Rhino, Catapult, Vinyl, BuzzFeed, Split This Rocks the Quarry, Thrush, and Furious Flower, Seeding the Future of American African-American Poetry, among several others. She spends her time in Chicago, engaging poetry with photography and video, video narratives, and she actually can make one of the meanest cocktails you've ever done seen. Please welcome to this mic, Erica Foreman. Mom, to through with you and these, 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 oh, yes, these intros. I usually hate bios, but like... If you write them always, can I just, just thank you. Appreciate it. Love you so much. We are here to celebrate Miss Krista, who we all love so dearly. My sister from all, all, all the biggest stars, the deepest galaxies, the far reachingest worlds. My heart, my love. Um, Y'all better get this book. Like, 
I don't think that you understand how dexterous, how brilliant, how in the future she has these lessons for us. And we were lucky to get them. And so maybe we don't deserve, but I think that we do. So you should go ahead and get up on that. Okay, great. So I'm going to get out of here um, after reading just a few poems so we can go ahead and listen to the work from this gorgeous collection that Avery got floating across the screen. I love it. Um, I'm reading all poems from the new book, Salt Body Shimmer. I'm super excited about that. Um, Yeah, we're going to jump right in. I'm actually going to try to read some poems that I have not read yet. This first one is called Mary Woodson Sets the Grit Straight. Uh, For the uninitiated, Mary Woodson was the woman who infamously scalded Mr. Al Green with them grits because he was in these streets being a hot mess. Um, And the story goes that she may or may not have had an undiagnosed case of schizophrenia, but nothing about the New York Times article in 1974 speaks beyond her life other than her connection to Al Green. So Mary Woodson sets the grit straight. They remember the clumped hot grain burning breakdowns into his back, his comeback to God, third degree salvation. Through word of mouth, I'm his wife, girlfriend, lover, who gets it right? The pistols click down till the hole blew open a way to say no, not today. You crazy for that one, Mary. Which door we enter through? Museum of dollar store dames, thrift fur and wrong diagnoses, light wanderers through wrought iron gates. Who needs who when legends need a fix? Forget us until we're dead, revised, inaccurate, if written at all. Paranoid peony, pin us songs to sit us upright. Make me happy, baby. Weave your cry down in your bones. Let me sing, baby. Crazy, I can't leave your love alone. Crazy. Which door through? Archway, rot, iron gate, nails bruised at the beds, scarlet and slick. Was I scratching my way to the beginning? Not his herd degree burn, click down of the pistols clamor. They said he wanted me to be his knife, his world friend, a hole enough to let the static out. We rarely strut through the front dower. Often men believe we have the keys to unlocking every ghost they can't bear to face. This next one is called Humorism. Um, and hold space for the deaths of Sandra Bland, Renisha McBride, and um, Corinne. Humorism. Night alone in the beautiful borrowed house, I vow never to watch another horror film where the woman squeaks a dish clean, sings brawless between Joplin's threshold throat, pleads, Lord, work, not to leave her down here in it. She's a bow on a handsaw, thin and tinned, her water on metal cutting through, birch limbs drop appendages of pine cones, mimic ghost fists on a dinner table. The driver says, what a place, a perfect place to be murdered, and laughs. Outside, the deep-seated sea skirts its fog hem just beyond the dim glow of porch light. I am always afraid, little humor in the tea leaves, almost always a body of little lemon pills to sleep or swim in it, 
suck the songs back when Sandra and Renisha and Corinne sleep comes and does good, or the fitful dreams scatter like black mollusks along a Massachusetts shore. The whole keeps our music all horse hair pulled taut on the wind bow bend with teeth. It's cool. Keep it. Rinse the silver pans until they creak and moan. Wipe the counter smooth. Tuck in. Keep a nightstand light on. Be a mother figure with a maldescent faucet to drink from. Be the bridge rot breakable. No no discernible beam left. Click down, quick switch back. Don't say her, say her name. A wish that maybe you'll say mine. Inferred punchline, line break, bone broke. Say it, I dare you. One blues in the hand as good as several in the blood from my great grandmother, Roxy Morris. Having not chopped but brought in the wood, stacked the hunks into a monument for burning. Having scrubbed the mollusk to gleam, having browned them open, seasoned a bath that would wash away any shame to run from. Sponge the milky brine with garlic bread brushed with oil. Of ripe olives from the long rows of trees I did not pluck from or grow. I know what it means to be lucky and alive to suck out the pit, gather the cleft, leap in the go-go of a good day. Hearken a lineage, third descendant of Roxy Morris, of mechanic garb smeared in crude and sweat, cranking rich beneath, fire crown of auburn nap and freckle, architect of spades games, full plates and easy shade, of cut your children out for sawing her good dining room chairs with the steak knives, of migration and leaving husband. Of one blues in the hand is as good as several in the blood who escape novel death, the lucky and scarred colliding like genres, genes of those who love too much. A well, archive of my heart, a wonder in winter dirt holding over consequence, waiting, green, budding and bursting, women of sequin tatter. Sunrises, hem and haw, light rising as buttered cornbread skimming gold off the anxious water. And then I'm going to read one more. Can't wait to get into this Christmas work. It's going to be so good. Um, I am going to read the first poem in the book. Given honor and glory to uh, the keepers of our waters, especially Miss Olakun, sometimes Mr. Olakun, they, them, definitely the Yemayas, definitely the Oshuns, given all of that, all of that to Miss Kristen. In the last act, Olakun reminds you of the origin. One, every, every morning is an incantation against disappearing. The dreams, ragged rooms of slack shotgunning my mouth. In the yard, blades of sleep bend between men who have happened. Once a cop, twice the dealer, a soldier. Once my sailor made a map where home was a porch to drop his sorrow off, sanded level. He'd smooth find me sweating, a box of tools at my feet, 
the sun darkening my skin while the window shutter misinterprets one softly rusted nail for comfort, snagged on the bodice of my dress, too. When I die, my legend would say, what? From the new worn denim between her generous thighs, a spark cast out upon tender brush and suddenly ash, a new chapter. I lick the char from my fingers, bury nails in the garden beds, or she'd spit her snuff and boogie as my body bevels the sun's light. Take the jounce, beloved sag, back to bed. Pluck the string of my longing until the E almost snaps. Touch the dark's knowing as often as crocus no spring is coming, as the knee recants an omen of rain. I know I live in the wake of seasons before summer shows up late, wet with the heavy news. Chicago community is terrified after a fifth young woman disappeared and a second body was found. Wonder if I can hoard enough minutes to at least get a good hand of spades, drink water between spliffs, between the books counted, between reneged edicts, mistrials, hung juries, all this. Still, I sleep on my side. In dreams, I send for my things, Saxima, strawberries, sisters, who saw the thick metal caked with rust and salt off my waist. What the pistol is living to without living without a beloved to you good sis to? Rather than only wails, woe after woe after woman, harmonious dirge, purpled arms back, yes, my mother, her mother too, backhand, butt end of a gun, who do you think you are? A pomegranate full of questions, each one ready to burst while an ancient thing waits, takes a drag off my breath, three. I returned here before, salt for beasting, salt to seal the flesh, salt lick to cut the lime sweet bite, salt on the dotted line, mind my time, muzzle when I can't keep still. When my want grows brilliant, obsidian salt, when the nails fail, you did not want to die, wanted bigger than the idea of this body, for you thought you an undone God with two good hands. Enough, enough to gather whatever fringe of light left. You recalcitrant fish, you buoy and you storm. Look deep into the sea. The sea knows everything and forgets no one. Thank y'all so much. Love you, Krista. All right, Erica Foreman. Did you say women of sea? I'm trying to write down what you said. That's going to be my next tattoo. Amen. Give it up for Erica Foreman doing it. Like, pattern. Pattern. Yes, she was. did, right? I was like, yes, it was. I got to say, it. I was there. I was there. I Where's it going to go? It's going to go everywhere. I'll put that on my shoulder I blade. I was. I, 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 look, I, I had noticed that down too, Mo. <laughs> mm. these, these people can write something. I mean, come on. And last, but obviously not least, this is why we're here. All right. We are here to celebrate this woman. This is a woman who, uh, when my daughter moved to Chicago for college, she said, how can I help? And not in a way that felt like, hmm, if I call on her, it's going to, you know, it's going to be a thing. I'm going to be a burden. It was more like, no, it is my obligation to care for this generation of young black girls and the next generation of young black girls. It is my obligation to assure that my sanity and my serenity is as good as yours is all the way in Brooklyn. Um <clears throat> 
And then she took me on a museum walk. So I wrote a little something special because this is someone who who not only makes herself available to um, our lives on the page, but our lives when it comes to visual art, but our lives when it comes to collaging, when it comes to teaching, when it comes to archiving. She is literally um, the sundial of goodness, right? She is the sundial of remembrance. She is uh, what Toni Morrison fought for and what Lorna Simpson creates for. She is uh, what Ida B. Um, bit for, huh? So she is the reason, she's all of that. She encompasses all of the revolutionary things that keep our magic ours. Because what you don't know is while you can purchase art, you cannot commodify the spirit, right? And she is a beacon of that. Krista Franklin. We are gathered here today to praise the mighty Florida water spritzing, Bronzeville pasta, from the pulpit of organic foods, community building, and anti-organizing. With the moral compass of come on now, and guided by the prayers, incantation, and juju for the holiest of holy, we are here because Krista does. She spins yarn and music. She collages and co-curates. She museum walks and museum gathers for the people, to the people, because of the people, with little care of respectability. Krista Franklin is a writer and interdisciplinary artist. She's the author of Under the Knife and Study of Love and Black Body. She is a frequent contributor to the projects of fellow artists, including performances, prints, and voiceovers for Colleen Smith and the text for Ayanna Moore's Untitled. Franklin is a main character in Les Impitantes by Alocha Imov and Cantantu Cureros, and her visual art has been exhibited at Poetry Foundation, Constal C, Root Work Gallery, Museum of Contemporary Photography, the Studio Museum in Harlem, Chicago Cultural Center, National Museum of Mexican Art, and on the set of the 20th Century Foxes, I think it was season one or two when it was real, real good, Foxes Empire. Her writing has appeared in Poetry Magazine, Black Camera, Copper, uh, Copper Nickel, Callaloo, Vinyl, Bomb Magazine, Encyclopedia, Volume, F2K, and L2Z, and multiple anthologies. She holds an MFA in Interdisciplinary Arts, Book and Paper from Columbia College, Chicago, and currently teaches writing at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. Do you understand that we are in the presence of, of a rich and giving and bountiful God, please welcome to this microphone right now, Krista Franklin. I want everybody to turn their mics off and clap it up. Cause I mean, we virtual, but we here, Come here. On. We yeah. here, here. Let's go, let's go, Krista. Yeah. What is happening? We back. What is going on here? New Monica. And <laughs> <laughs> not. We love you. Listen, what is happening? Happy Sunday. My beloveds are up in here. Look, look, I just, I'm beside myself. Y'all don't, y'all, Mo, that intro, first of all, okay, then the readings, I'm like, are we done? I think we're finished. We don't need to go on any longer. Yeah, we're finished. Good night. Bye-bye. I'm going to turn off this thing. (laughs) Okay, listen. I'm going to read some poems. I want to say thank you, though, first. Um, thank you to my beloved, beloved sister and brethren here, right here with me today, celebrating this book. You know, thank you to Maya Marshall. Thank you so, so much to Kevin Colville. You know, thank you to Haymarket. Thank you so much to Valerie. 
listen, it's, I mean, I could be here all day talking about thank you. You know what I mean? Because this is not something that I did on my own by any stretch of the imagination. And nor is it something that I would ever be able to do without the love and the support of people that I care about. You know, so I just want to say thank you to all of y'all for being here. Thank you for sharing these beautiful poems. Listen, I mean, y'all who are in this room right now watching this thing, y'all don't have one book to buy. Y'all got five or six books to buy because, you know, all my friends be publishing these works. And I'm going to need y'all to get all of them. Yeah. So, Bobby Shemmer, I need you to get all the Mahogany's books. Mahogany got 75 goddamn books. I can't keep up. Yeah. Yeah, all of them. Get this neck bone. I need you to get all these books. Kissing caskets. Look, get all of them. Okay. And then just go to Haymarket and just buy the whole thing up. Because it there's just, look, look, look. So, let me read some poems so we can get up out of here and have an actual nice Sunday. Okay. You know, I don't, I want to be here with y'all all day. Just staring at my friends. I can't, you know, I can't see the other people that's out here listening to this, whoever they all are. I just want to thank y'all for being here. No, I got a hella family out there. Hello, I love you. Y'all already know how it goes with Krista Franklin. For those of you who are new, let me tell you. Get the children out of the room. Krista Franklin is Wu-Tang's not for the children. It's not for babies. Not for babies. So I'm gonna tell you right now, get the babies out of the room. Thanks. Okay. Cause I love the babies and they don't need to hear everything. Mm-mm. I like their sovereignty. And they're innocent. I want to keep it like that. Auntie Krista's not always for children. Yeah. So let's read some poems. Shall we? I'm going to start reading this poem called Lucidity, which Lucidity appears in, it's the Ars Poetica. Um, it appears in all of, all three of my books, um, recent books, from Study of Love to, um, to Under the Knife to Too Much Midnight. So I'm going to read Lucidity. Ars Poetica number one. Let's close her up, says surgeon, doctor no name, masked under lights, white hands wet with blood rich and worrisome. Listen as the belly bubbles in its new arrangement. Organs elbow each other like professionals in a crowded elevator. Try to create space and flow in an atmosphere of darkness and invasive procedures. The blood on his hands is mine. The organs mine. All named, though I only know a couple, and never their rightful place like my mother, who never just breaks bones, but fibulas, tibias, the proper names of things trapped in the vice of her mind. My mind is on the surgeon's tray, the scalpel, the bounty carved from me. Now that my mother has been summoned into the room, she may or may not be listening. My mom is a, she Christian, she's a Christian woman. She don't like a lot of cussing and stuff. Mm-mm. This is for my mama. Infinity, a love poem. For my mother, CF. This is her answer to everything. Get on your knees. Draw a beam of light from God's eye. Get on your knees. Pull the answers from God's eye. Gaze cast wide as fishing net. Pull the answers buried in the code of your body. Gaze cast wide as fishing net. There is no separateness buried in the code of your body. The secret to eternity, there is no separateness. Progenitor is progeny, the secret to eternity. Tucked on a shelf in her mind, progenitor is progeny. Her womb full of others' children, tucked on a shelf in her mind. My body passing through hers, her womb full of others' children. She heals herself. My body passing through hers, hazy as a 95-degree morning. 
she heals herself. The divine erupts inside her. Um, you know, I have a few poems in here that are, you know, inspired by works of art. You know, um, one of them is um, a poem inspired by Rashid Johnson's self-portrait laying on Jack Johnson's grave, which is a fantastic photograph. Oh, God, it's beautiful. Um, and so I wrote this poem as an ekphrastic response to um, that image, but also to the legacy of Jack Johnson, right? Because Johnson was a very complicated and complex man and um, really ahead of his time. You know what I mean? In terms of his ownership of his freedom and his agency, ownership of who he wanted to love and when. Um, so this is both an homage to both of those individuals, as well as this work of art, right? I lie on the backs of ancestors. Wife, white, socialites, and old money. When I open my mouth, you wouldn't believe the shine. Gold and grills are double entendres. The only times I shuffle in the ring and poker table. I give good face. My women are full-length minks. I mean minks. Blackness is unforgivable. Our ivory tower, unforgettable. Thank y'all. I'm going to read, I think, maybe two more. Yeah? Maybe two more. I wanted to read Probe, but I think I read Probe last time when I was sewing. Look. Oh, four. Okay, look. My peoples are like, no, you're going to keep on reading these poems. This is what you're going to do. Okay. All righty. Look it. Look. I'm like, is it time to go yet? Are we not going nowhere? Okay. All right. Okay. Call. For the new images, the new new, the new visions, those ideas that unfold life like newborn fingers unfurled to grasp your fat fingers, images that beckon your gaze like a soon to be lover, images that break like dawn, slice death down with a barrage of paper cuts, no more boots on necks, no more nooses, no more gas for air, no chokeholds, no more mobile video hands poking through the broken slats of misogyny's dungeons. No more teddy bear totems and elementary school photos on the five o'clock news. No more, it's not me. No more, it doesn't affect me. No more, tisk tisk. No more tears, guilt, and Twitter trolls. It is you. Here's a mirror. Look behind you, beyond you. Here's a portal. Jump through it. Make magic. Follow the breadcrumbs, the North Star. The scary crackle of tree branches just ahead in the dark. Take the darkness into your fists and smash it on the warm stones of daylight. Make daylight. No more caskets for us all to crawl into. No more remix autopsy recitations. No more black mass mammies. No more brown bodies on your cooling boards and studio floors. No more satirical snark crafted to suffocate. No more grab bodies. No more public, private, intellectual masturbating. No more 20th century icons as dead talking heads to justify injustice. Artists, writers, intellectuals, Innovators. Tina Turner already told you. We don't need another hero. We don't need another way home. Make a new home. A 21st century vision, a future image. Get up from the banquet table of the Feast of American Madness. Wipe your mouth and turn the entire table over. Grab the hand of the person next to you and make a break for it. French kiss the idea of humanity. If you find your imagination cannot stop itself from churning out the scripts of the death machines, pull its plug. 
dismantle it, reprogram it, dream daylight, manufacture daylight. We are the magicians. Make magic. Yeah, we need it right now, especially, right? Because we're going through it. We're going through it right now. You know, y'all going to have to, like, we all going to have to step up and really try to, you know, invent the new, the new world. You know what I mean? In the way that it's supposed to be invented and restructured to include all of us, you know, particularly those of us who are not often uh, brought to the table at all. Right? I'm going to read this poem called Definition of Funk. Avery's giving me the thumbs up on that. Look, I'm getting the claps and the smiles. Okay. I'm going to read Definition of Funk. This is for my beautiful, beautiful Ohio peeps. This is for the Dayton, Ohio folks. This is for, you know, you know, I I wrote this poem because I really was thinking a lot about funk and where I come from, which is, of course, like I said, Dayton. Dayton, Ohio, which is the seat, one of the seats of, you know, funk music in the 70s, among many other things. Right in the 80s, too, you know, I always forget about Zap and, you know, uh, Roger Troutman and, you know, uh, Lakeside, you know, funk. It was a lot of funk, a lot of funk, a lot of funk, you know, a lot of funk in Dayton. And so, you know, that's the atmosphere I grew up in. And I want to try to, I wanted to try to think about, you know, where, where does funk come from? Where's the, what's the essences, right, of funk? You know, like, how is funk created? How was it alchemized? You know, so I, I wrote this piece, Definition of Funk, to try to break down for myself what I thought some of the elements of that music is. And it's very hard to do that, right? Because when you're talking about music, it's so, um, I don't know, it's just so it's spiritual. You know what I mean? So it's hard to kind of break down sometimes some of the elements of, of, of something so large as funk. But Definition of Funk, let me stop rambling. Funk. As in, boo as in stank, as in doo-doo, as in ooh-wee, as in a good thing gone bad in the dark corner of one cold location like a frigidaire or a once flooded moldy basement. Funk, as in a foul odor, as in a dejected mood, as in cowering fear, as in pheromones dispersed from a running body through dark woods tracked by bloodhounds, as in wee's free, and a pungent confusion of that ominous realization, as in the cellular memory of the scent of wet wood of an auction block, or the smelly sound of a mother moaning in a dank cabin, her babies hauled off in a rickety wagon. Funk. As in a style of R&B music, as in a bass line that travels from point A to point B, A as in antebellum or Africa to B, as in black or brown, comma, James, or a baseline that travels from point A to point B, A as an abolitionist or Abernathy, comma, Ralph David to B, as in black exploitation or Baraka, comma, Amiri, or Bootsy Collins, funk, as in make my funks the P-funk, I wants to get funk up, as in I don't know, but whatsoever it is, it got to be funky. Funk, as in 1970s Ohio, as in British Rod Temperton walking off Wright Pat Air Force Base right into Dayton's West Side, as in a grown man named Sugarfoot, as in a pot of chitlins bubbling on some black woman's stovetop or a saxophone in the mouth of a man named Maceo. Funk, 
as in electrified organ, as in Edison meets Hammond, as in pounding pigskin, as in foot stomp on the wet wood of an elevated platform, as in platforms, as in stank swamp water, black, black lagoon backwash, dandelion moonshine distilled in the backyard of some black woman's bungalow, as in syncopated sass mouth, high on the voltage of freedom and the audacious idea of owning yourself funk as in crawling up out the pit of hell with shattered pants smelling like fire and brimstone, as in black boy's fingers strumming the silky red hem of a siren, as in hi-hats and old woman's warnings that a body that refuses to be owned often ends up at the dangling end of a rope in the most beautiful sycamore ever as in the smelly sizzle of hot combs and hair grease, as in a crossroads between hell and here, or between Kentucky and Ohio, as in juju, root worker dust that flowers in the dark hearts of men who run amok, women who press their luck. Yes, yes. Here's to women who press their luck. And men who run amok as well. I like her. I enjoy her. I like when you do it. Yeah. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. Okay. It's funky. It's what makes funk. Yeah. Killing Floor. I'm going to read Killing Floor because the title of the book, Too Much Midnight, um, the title is embedded in this poem. Killing Floor. There are women who love the taste of their own blood. Most will never say this or doing hushed voices, whispers that scurry over swept floors like rodents in the dark. We catch glimpses of them from elevator cameras placed way up high where no one can reach them nor have the good sense to smash them out. Most of us bash car windows or the cheeks of the men who love us or claim to. Cameras are too much trouble. Trouble walks on two feet with eyes that blaze like shot pistol and it's often confused for desire, or maybe it is desire, for broken fish and mashed mouths for the wetness of tears brushed away by thumbs in the aftermath, who knows? The unknown is alluring anyway. Identity is incidental. It's better not to know when you have an appetite for crimson, raised voices, and wrestling that masquerades as sex. How many women smack the faces of their rescuers? Scream into the fullness of help. No one likes to mention this. It shatters like a mirror against the fist of a beloved. Cracks like a tooth after too much midnight. Yeah, too much midnight. Me and Avery were talking about too much midnight. Too much midnight is a lot. Too much midnight is, you know, it's you know, you know what happens at midnight. Babies need to be, need to be sleeping at midnight. Okay, that's why the babies can't be in the room when I'm reading from these poems because it's only one baby I think in this in this book. Only it's sleeping. It's sleeping in the crib. Okay, sleeping. It's like on the bed. Okay, that's it. I'm, I'm gonna read two more, and then we're gonna get up out of here. Yeah, we're gonna get up out of here. I just want to say thank y'all again for just tuning in, um, spending some time with us this afternoon. Thank you again to Haymarket. Thank you again to to all of my beautiful. Thank you so much to Bowery Poetry. Look, thank you so much to Mahogany, Mahogany V, Erica Foreman, Avi R Young. Listen, I'm among stars, stars. I love y'all so much. There's so many people I think that are watching right now who I admire y'all so much. You know, some of my former students and students who are present students just constantly, you know, keeping me inspired, right? Keeping me alive, keeping me present in the moment, you know, 
I really appreciate it. Okay, I'm gonna read two more from the book. And then I'm gonna let y'all go. I apologize for not being a little bit more together in my plans, right, today. Um should should I should I read uh manifesto? All right. I'm gonna read manifesto. You can hear manifesto anytime. I don't know why people be wanting. Okay. Manifesto or Ars Poetica number two. I wrote this poem in graduate school. My teachers, Sherry and Tanini. Um, and God, why am I, why is my brain? Sherry, you have to help me. You know, Sherry had a beautiful teacher partner. They had a, the exercise was write a manifesto about your artwork. And so I wrote this, 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 this collage poem. It's a poem. It's a collage, right? It has a lot of people's uh, lines in here. Tim Siebel. Shout out to Tim Siebel. cold. One of the coldest to ever do it. Whenever I read this line from his poem, I'm just like, I got to go back to the original poem every time. Right. And maybe Barack is in this poem. Um, it's a lot of album covers, a lot of song titles in this poem. Um, you know, a lot's happening inside of this poem. If you buy the book, you can look in the back and you can see everybody who's mentioned and everybody, you know, Bruce Lee's up in this poem, you know, because Bruce Lee's the master. Please understand it. Manifesto or Ars Poetica number two. Give me the night. Is, like, can I say this real quick? Look, you know I had to interrupt myself. Give me the night is actually, look, Avery's dancing because he knows, right? It's George Benson. Yeah, play the album today. Give me, play the song. Give me the night. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about George Benson. Get into this funk, people. Give me the night. You beast hissing over the face of this dead woman. I climb into your eyes looking. To those who would sleep through the wounds they inflict on others, Tim Siebel's. I offer pain to help them awaken. Juju, Tom Toms, and the magic of a talking burning bush. I'm sorry, Amy says here. I am the queen of sleight of hand, wandering the forest of motives, armed with horoscopes, cosmic encounters, and an exacto knife. My right eye is a projector flickering hot and tight and Huey Newton. My left eye is prism of wild style, gold grills, lowriders, black dahlias, blunts, and back alleys. At 21, I stood at the crossroad of hell and here, evil peering at me behind a blue-red eye. I armed myself with the memories of Pentecostal tent revivals, apple orchards, the strawberry fields I roamed with my mother and aunts in the summer, and the sightings of UFO lights blinking in the black of an Ohio night sky. I am a weapon. I believe in hoodoo, voodoo, woo workers, dead presidents, black tail, black inches, and banshees. I believe in the ghosts of 60 million or more and black bones disintegrating at the bottom of the Atlantic below sea level, not just knee deep. I believe that children are the future. Love them now or meet them at dusk at your doorstep. A nine millimeter in their right hand and a head noisy as a hornet's nest later. Your choice. Black, still, in the hour of chaos. I believe in Royal Crown, Afrosheen, Vaseline, Jergens and baby powder on breasts, the collective conscious cellular memory, public enemies, outlaws, outcasts, elevators, ele- elevations, elevators, and Encyclopedia Britannica. Under my knife, El-Haj Malik El-Shabazz laughs with Muhammad Ali. A lady named Day cuddles with a boxer named Mister after traumatically stumbling on strange fruit dangling from one of the most beautiful sycamores ever. Under my knife, 
Marilyn Monroe enjoys the evening out with Ella Fitzgerald. Meanwhile, life shows me a gigantic photo. I am a weapon. I chart voyages of unloved high on a man called crazy who turns nigger into prince. I believe in Jean, Clifton, Dirty Diana, and Dilla. Paper, Skrilla. Green, gumbo, coins, bati boys, and video vixens. I believe that beads at the ends of braids are percussive instruments in double dutch. In the reflection of my knife, Cab Calloway, Duke Ellington, and the lowliest monk, arguing a Basquiat heroin nod, I am a weapon. I believe in goo gobs of deep brown apple butter, alphabets, alaga syrup, Afrolachians, assalamu alaikum, walaikum assalam, and African Hebrew Israelites. I believe in octoroons, quadroons, coloreds, coolie high, commodores, pumping, crunk, and burn, Hollywood burn. I am Setha. Crawling a field toward freedom with a white girl talking about velvet. I believe in tumbleweeds, hot combs and hair lies, shaka zulu mau mau, slum village and balloon mind state. Empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. I believe in water. My body is pulp. I believe ink. I believe in the fantastic volume two, low-end theory spaces, the place, and the hissing of summer lawns. Tucked in the corner of my right ventricle sprouts a tree of knowledge. There's a shining serpent in the middle finger. Hey, Tupac, I'm on a quest for the marvelous. My face is a mask of malehood, malevolence. One big masquerade, metaphysically niggerish. Hi, Wanda Coleman. I am a weapon wandering the forest of motives. A machete in one hand, a mirror in the other, searching for the nearest body of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's land. Let's land. Let's land there. Give it up for Krista Franklin. My goodness, thank you, thank you, thank you for reading all that like extra stuff because I know we was out here. I'm unmuting our co-guests, our co-readers, um, just in case they want to say anything before we we tap out of this, John. Y'all, y'all. Thank you, Krista. You are lovely. This is more than deserving. The world is a better space because they have the opportunity to access all of this brilliance from you, my dear sister and friend. Too Much Midnight is officially in the Blackberry, a favorite art. And a young, all nice and yellow. In the spine, <laughs> all nice and yellow in the spine. It, <laughs> I like a yellow spine. <laughs> I do. I've I've learned that. I've learned that. I have learned that. I like a yellow spine. Um, if I had a thousand tongues and each tongue had an echo, it could not necessarily express all the joy I have and honor I feel to share this moment. With you, we plan to do this, and I brought and I I wore what I planned to bring to hot ass San Antonio. Yes, I was going to bring this turtle and neck. I wanted to show up. Yes, I did. I yes, I did because I wanted I because I, I wanted to give you my past the gray. So I was going I want to wear. I know Mama say I know Mama Franklin said we should pop today. Mama Franklin is probably mad right now. But you, know what? but you know what? I was like, no, I'm going to wear what I was going to wear. Down in San Antonio, I was gonna get in the pastoral gray. I love uh, it. I'm here, and I'm. You look amazing. I try. I try just for you. <laughs> you look amazing. Look. Give me the night. <laughs> hey, I'm about to play like 
Give me the night. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Patty Austin. Patty Austin was Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put it on. Put it on today. And dance. Always do. Dance with your family. Dance. Yeah. I love y'all. Thank y'all so much for being here with me today. Absolutely. Yeah. I love you. I'm so, so, so incredibly excited, not only for this book, but like, I don't know, man. You can't keep your name out my mouth talking about how important and how incredible not only your example as a practitioner is, but like Mo said, like you really be out here keeping niggas saved, real talk. Like, I, I, I don't know where I would be without your friendship, um, without your scholarship. Um, I think that sometimes people sleep on the fact that Miss Kristen is also a scholar and she's out here really keeping the canon of Black literature uh, of Black contemporary art of Black women artists alive um, and in conversation and really, really teaching me how to be brave, real talk. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm so incredibly honored to share this moment with you. You deserve, I've been saying it all week. I'm going to keep saying it. Every single flower. Every single flower. Every 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 flower, every flower, every flower. Every flower. You ain't got no flower, but you got that man for now. Okay, I'm not playing. <laughs> Come on, fan. Come on, fan. I, I, I do want to give it up for Mo's made yes. African backdrop. She is. Come on, Listen. come through. Come through. I'm here. Come I'm here for the culture. I, I, I gotta get my background together. Y'all know I've been paranoid about this background. <laughs> Look, I'm on it tomorrow. I'm on it tomorrow. I'm waiting about to come back four o'clock tomorrow because I'm gonna have all this together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm have all this together. Mahogany, mahogany is doing it. Is doing it. About all the art things. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have all okay, of this. Artations. Artisanals. Thank y'all so, so much, Krista. Congratulations. Everyone watching, remember you have a special discount um, for today's uh, uh, book sale for, for Krista's book release. So please take advantage of that and let's support our artists, especially during these turbulent and tumultuous times. The one thing that we know that will save us is not just listening to the scientists, not just staying home and staying safe, but art. So do that. Do it well. Um, we will return next week. No desk returns. We have um, an amazing cast of folks, including Douglas Kearney, Khadijah Queen, Karim the Poet, um, and more and more and more. What? So please just make sure you're following Bowery Poetry on IG. We are going to also do a special giveaway. We are going to do a raffle of Chris's book today. So uh, make sure you stay tuned to that page as well, because we got to support our artists. All right. My name is Mahogany L. Brown, and I will see you later. Bye, Krista. Bye, baby. Thank you so much. Well done. Love you, Erica. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, subscribe to our podcast and to the Haymarket Books YouTube channel where events like this one are hosted live. And don't forget to check out haymarketbooks.org.